On this upcoming attractions episode of Midnight Double Feature, we finally got it. It's the trailer for Joker. Plus, Dave Bautista's been busy. He's got a few films coming out. And we also got our teaser for The Addams Family. Plus, reviews for Pet Cemetery and Shazam. All this and more in this upcoming attractions episode of Midnight Double Feature. Man, I think it's gonna be a fun episode. I'm stoked. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm keen for this. This is uh, episode 99, dude. What do you think about that? Oh boy, that's a uh, this is a big one. That's a big one, right? And the the we just spent our weekend recording episodes. Funnily enough, 98 and 100 back to back. And those were our first episodes with all four of us all together, which is pretty exciting. Crazy. I gotta say. Fucking wild. Yeah. Um, covering Star Wars was a, was a lot of fun. I was I was way more critical than I thought I would. And um, but like there's no denying <laughs> You're always critical though. I am. Like <laughs> I, I I I do find it it's more enjoyable. Usually if a movie is if I don't criticize a film a lot, it's either unbelievably good, which is a movie you see once every ten years, or it's so bad it's not worth bringing up the flaws. <laughs> And, um, you know, the saying, you only roast the ones you love. And Star Wars is clearly one of the best films of all time. So I love that one, man. Um, well, just a teaser for that episode. I felt like I was the only one who fucking loved that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a short teaser of what's to come, ladies and gentlemen. I, I just feel like, you know what, though? It, it holds up better than I thought it would hold up. Um, which And I hadn't seen it in a while. So that's. That is good. That is great. Um, but we're not talking about Star Wars today. We're talking about uh, a whole bunch of other things. Before we do, for those new and listening, going, what the hell's going on? Um, I'm Matt, and that's Zoheb, and we are two fourths of Midnight Double Feature. Um, Midnight Double Feature. In half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know maths. I'm math. I'm math. So good, you guys. <laughs> um, uh. And and but like Midnight Double Feature is uh, it's three different types of episodes. We have special features, which are always. A lucky dip. You never know what's going to happen. Then you get our feature presentations where we cover an episode in full depth. And that could be a three, two or three hour long episode where we talk about a whole movie from start to finish. Um, episode 100 is coming up and that's Star Wars New Hope. Really exciting. Um, and these little episodes here are the upcoming attractions where we talk about all the latest movie news and stuff that we find entertaining and fun to talk about. And we also review um, what we've seen recently. Um, this week's a cool one because last week, uh, we got both Pet Cemetery and Shazam came out, which, um, were both pretty anticipated films for the early years. So, um, this should be a good one. Um, in the pretty t- big week, pretty big week. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a way, um, for, for reviews, I would say definitely a big week. Um, actually, you know what? For, for trailers too, because Joker was, we've been counting down the days for this one, man. This is, this, this is a, this is a cool one. And there was a few surprises too. Um, but in the meantime, though, if you want to catch up, see what's going on, um, you'll notice this episode's got a little bit more um, audience participation than usual. If you're wondering how you can be a part of that, you should join our Facebook group, The After Party at Midnight Double Feature, uh, where we post our memes, some of the trailers, posters, pictures, memes, whatever, and we just we hang out with you guys. Uh, but also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, give us a review on the good old-fashioned iTunes 
And um, fuck the plugs, man. Let's get into this. Um, I'm pretty sure one of your most anticipated films for a while has been Joker. And we got this trailer. Tell me, man, what did you think of it? Um, Is it everything yeah, you wanted I'm- it to be? I mean, it's exactly what I expected a teaser to be. Um, it's exactly what I expected. Like they're not, they're not showing too much, but at the same time, you know, they they showed quite a bit. Uh, like it's weird. It's a very weird trailer in that way. But um, out of all the things that I'm glad they showed was tone. Uh, I love where they're going with this in terms of tone. Uh, it definitely. I look. I'm not going to be one of those assholes who says, "Oh, it's got that Martin Scorsese taxi driver vibe." Like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, you can't compare a movie uh, to a Taxi Driver just off a trailer. Like, I'm just going to fucking chill out on that one. I but, think in terms of um, tone, um, comparing this to Taxi Driver is like comparing Spider-Man: Homecoming to Breakfast Club. You can definitely see the influence. <laughs> But it's definitely not the yeah. same film. Like, no, no one was no, painting yeah. their face as a clown in Taxi Driver. But right, yeah. But, I mean, like, well, like it's got that. It's got that kind of like self, uh, that sort of self, um, self-loathing. I guess that Taxi Driver does, or like kind of like possessed with yourself. Sorry, obsessed with yourself, kind of like situation that Joker does. Uh, but do- man, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely keen. It's got it's got a lot of shit uh, that that I do love, man. Joaquin. Uh, out of everything, man, this like he if if not Todd Phillips, look, and I think Todd Phillips is a bit of a hit hit and miss director. I mean, like you know, for that one good Hangover movie, he did two not that great ones. So, um, look, he's okay as a director. He doesn't really do drama, which is very strange. So, and this is a very uh, drama type film by the looks, by oh, judging yeah. by this trailer. Like you do not yeah. think superhero film. You do think like drama, possibly. I want an Oscar. Even- a crime drama, a crime, literally yeah, yeah, what crime the dark drama. Yeah, was. crime drama. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm definitely stoked. Yeah, man. Like, um, I'm not surprised with what we got. I think the only thing I did find surprising was the lack of action we got in there. Um, which I'm not I saying don't is expect a- much. I, to be honest, I don't expect much. Like, fucking gunfire or explosions. Yeah. Like, I, I guarantee you, it'll be a, a psychological thriller. If, if anything, yeah. Like, I feel like this. What this trailer does do well is that it, um, it made me readjust my expectations, um, because, and I think that's what they needed to do because when you think Joker, you think Batman. When you think Batman, you think superheroes and this is a film that um, it's not doing any of that by the looks of things. Maybe we'll get something at the end, but like they're clearly going. I, I guess funny, like when, when you see the Nolan movies, a lot of people go like, oh, they made it so realistic and gritty. Well, this is looks way more realistic than the Nolan films for, for better or worse. Um, but I think I am in the camp with a few other people. Um, what hell? What do you mean? As in realism? Yeah. How does it like, I mean, like, there's no, if you compare it to Nolan's. Like, Nolan's films involve, like, crazy sci-fi tech that doesn't exist. They're jumping off buildings and gliding through the skies. They're, I mean, Batman. Yeah, I know. But, like, it's realistic for Batman. But this is not doing any of that. Like, you could watch this film and go, yeah, this is possible in real life. Judging this by this trailer, you know? For, no, we don't see much. Like, I mean, I, don't I know, but I, I'm just saying based off what we've seen in here, yeah, you know? Yeah. And uh, it is very big on, like, it, you look at it, it looks like you're looking at Chicago, you know? Like, it's it's very, or, or even like a like a gritty New York. Um, 
it, it does feel very grounded and is in the real world. Like you wouldn't put this next to Suicide Squad or Batman v Superman interpretations of Batman, you know, but I am definitely in the camp of like, this might be a good film, but it's not what I want to watch. Like I'm not excited watching this, which is a problem. I think like, like I might watch it and still think it's amazing. It might be a 10 out of 10, but like, I don't, care about seeing a Joker film where they treat the character seriously and it's a big psychological look into his mind. Like, none of that is exciting to me. If I see the Joker, I want to see him do crazy fucked up shit to put Batman or a hero in some crazy situation. They've got to find a way around it. Like, that's kind of what makes the Joker such a great villain. But when you make that character the antagonist and then you make an origin story as well, it's like... You're kind of taking away some of the elements I like about about it, but like I'm trying, I'm gonna have an open mind because I got to go in thinking this is not a superhero film. Th- this film is is uh, it's it's not gonna be able to go against like the Justice League, Avengers type films, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going in cautiously. I'm trying to tailor my expectations to what the film actually is. Fuck Justice League. <laughs> Look, this is definitely, you can already tell, it's made with a more coherent vision in mind, for sure. We'll see. Suicide Squad are the same kind of trailer, so we'll see. I don't know about that, but- um, It did. It did. What do you mean? Same time. What do you mean by- That first, that first Comic-Con trailer. It did. Oh, oh, you're talking about before they sold it as a comedy, when they completely yep. changed it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, like that, they, they, they went like all out with like the- the grittiness and shit like that. Um, just looking at the after party, um, Carlos says it looks interesting. Pat Patrick is uh, he's kind of on my turf, saying it's not for him. Um, I think Danny is a bit too, but like, uh, and and Matthew Taylor Mills is is saying that he's he's kind of saying it's like really dark, but. He loves Jacqueline Phoenix, so he'll go see it. I feel like a lot of like movie fans are like that. You know, we like we we have faith in the team, so we're gonna trust they'll be great. I just I just want to see more. Like I'm I'm curious to know like what's gonna be the the big dramatic element to this film. Like I think it could be really cool if we do see him towards the end, like face off against like an up and coming detective. Maybe it's Maybe it's Harvey, or maybe it's um, Gordon, or maybe it's some other brand new character. But uh, to I'm- be honest, I, I wish I'm um, I'm good. Like, just I'm I'm fine if it if it didn't have any of that. Well, like, there's got to be like a obstacle for him to overcome, right? I'm just trying to figure out like what are they gonna where are they where they're gonna take this, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I to be honest, it's it's tough because like it's such a it's such a, a tough character a tough character. Cr- Character to crack. Jesus Christ, I can't spit it out. Um, yeah, it's a tough character to crack. And, uh, like, if anyone can do it, it's Joaquin. But, I mean, like, that's if the script holds up. So, yeah. But anyway, man, like, we're keen. Uh, let's, let's move on from this one. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm done with this it's, subject. It's, it's hard to talk about it without more information, I suppose. Um, look, let's, let's, let's keep on the topic with, with, uh, you know what, actually, let's, Let's run through some like little small things that happened this week. Um, uh, a lot of people are really excited about Cowboy Bebop. Is um, they've been talking about doing a live action movie for years, man, and they finally did some casting. 
And um, the main character, it's been announced, um, John Chow. John, John Cho? Cho? Or was it Chow? John Cho. John Cho, um, who we both loved in Searching. Hey, like he was- he was so good in that. It's awesome. Um, yeah. But um, fun fact. So they've been developing this film for a while. And when I thought this would be a major picture release, you know who they were going to play that same character? Keanu Reeves. Um, which I knew is, about that. Oh, you yeah. did? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, but what a lot of like people who care about this type of stuff is happy about is that it's actually an Asian person playing an Asian character. Um and representation matters, that sort of conversation. So, um, you know, pat in the back to Netflix. Good for them. Um, we also got some pictures for Terminator, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, I feel like I'm one of the very few people who enjoy all the Terminator films. <laughs> um, even though I was, you know, I do admit Genesis and three had a lot of problems. Um, <laughs> but dude, how good is seeing Sarah Connor in those pics, I right? I mean, she, yeah, like she looks. <laughs> Doesn't she look like a fucking female version of Mickey Rourke? <laughs> That's a good thing, though. He's a badass. She's a badass. Yeah, I mean, like, if you... Yeah, but if you took him into a furnace, he'd melt. <laughs> like, he's all, like, plastic. There's no realism there. Oh. It's just literally... Literally, it's it's a walking silicon. That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, That's what Ho- Hollywood does that to you, man. Um, and then finally, also, um, there's a big thing about Rush Hour 4. A picture went around the internet. Oh um, my god! Of, Let's not spend much time on uh, this, please. Just, just, just for those who missed out, picture went around the internet. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker holding up number four. Turns out that picture was from the press run for number three when they thought they were going to do a four pretty quickly. Um, obviously before Brett Ratner stuff, before Chris Tucker Are you became sure about religious. That? Um, that's what I'm hearing. But the the big thing that was announced from where? Um. Honestly, it was comments in Facebook, but also well, that's ver- not. But that's verified. not. What, but that's not. Verified. What, but listen, that's not what Jackie Chan looks like now. That photo is clearly more than ten years old, and Chris Tucker's also gained a lot of weight since then. Like neither so, of them look like that. I've got. I've got. This is okay. So I'm the one who posted on the after party that photo, right? Yeah, bitch. But like, I saw um, it before that motherfucker. What? Yeah, what, that, that's, what that's cool. Do? And no, all. I'm kidding. Go shut on, up! Go shut on. up! Shut up! That's cool and all, but like. Me being me, I I check to see whether things are legit, so things like that are legit. I got that off Chris Tucker's verified Facebook page. Yes, so there's more information to that as to why he had it. Turns out, oh, let me pull up this picture if I can do it. So posted via Jackie Chan's page. Um, turns out, um, so there was an announcement about Russia Fall on Karate Kid 2, but turns out there was a hack involved. In fact, it was, I think it was his manager or his agency. Yeah. yeah his agency. Some, now this is next level, like fucking nerd shit. Someone hacked, hacked it and then made this announcement. So this must've somehow got to Chris Tucker somehow that way, but we do know that- they've been really close to getting there. Um, when Jackie was promoting the foreigner, um, on a bunch of talk shows and stuff, he actually said that um, we they had just fi- agreed upon the script, um, and 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 Chris was had approved it, and they they wanted to or he was going to or something, and they were both keen to do it. So while this announcement might be fake, I think we're getting the real thing soon. Regardless, that doesn't make sense. Why would Chris Tucker post on Facebook <laughs> a fake photo? I don't uh, even if it was hacked because he probably thought 
that once they've announced, that means he's allowed to announce it too. Like, it, this is very out of character for right. anyone. So it's, so it's inadvertent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a miscommunication. And he probably, I'm guessing, he thought that because of the post from Jackie's page, which <sighs> if, if they've both agreed to it, like, why not? You know? Also, Chris Tucker doesn't, uh, he's been sort of making a bit of a comeback, but he doesn't act a lot lately because he went really religious for a while. And that's why he didn't want to do stuff like, um, Friday series anymore because he didn't want to be associated so much with like swearing and drugs and stuff. And meanwhile, Jackie, he doesn't really actually love the Rush Hour films. He doesn't really get the humor. Um, well, they were directed by a pedophile. Yeah. And then, yeah, that came out. So it's kind of a perfect storm of reasons not to make this movie. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's both of their biggest films, arguably. It's going to happen regardless. And it sounds like they've been working the script for a long time. So- um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if sometime this year we hear news about them going into production or even getting, even being lucky enough to get a teaser trailer or a poster or something. But I, I don't know if or, I sorry, care. Maybe not that, but production. You I know, don't know if I care. Were you not a big fan of the Rush Hour films? I love the first two Rush Hours, but I just, I don't know if I love them now. Ooh. I know I do. <laughs> I'm a All big, right. I'm a big Chan fan though. Um, for sure. I oh man, police story one. I would love to cover that in the podcast one day. Um, such amazing stunts in that one. It's one of his old, like old old ones. But I remember we have seen it. Oh, you have drunken master as well. Yeah, fuck, what a film. Anyways, let's move on though. Um, our man, our boy Dave Batista. He's been busy, hasn't he? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you know, he's got Endgame coming out, but that was filmed ages ago. But yeah, he's got two movies, uh, well, yeah. two trailers dropped back to back, pretty much. Pretty so. much. And you know what? This, this, and it's also around the same time. So one of them, Stuba, he acts alongside. Um, I always fuck up the last name. Kamal N- Nilanji. Neil, Neil Armstrong. Yeah, Is that yeah. What you're Kamal, say? <laughs> Kamal Neil Armstrong. Kam- yeah, we'll call him that. Kamal um, Kamal Nanjiani. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact, his podcast, I'm not sure if he still does it, but um, the Indoor Kids, I used to listen. That was one of my first podcasts I've listened to. Um, him He's awesome. Wife. I'm pretty sure you've said this on the podcast oh, as well. I love that guy. Silicon Valley is my favorite shows. Um, but around I the mean, same the time tech. of releasing this trailer, uh, they also announced he'll be in the film uh, The Eternals from Marvel, which goes back, and this is an ongoing series going on, of me noticing that when one announcement comes out for an actor, with the same week or if the next week you get something too. Like, they plan this shit out, man. They're smart. Um, so let's start off with that one. Let's talk about Stuba. Um, we talked about this a bit on the podcast a while ago when they made the announcement. Um, Did you reckon- uh, I, I, I don't I, remember that. <laughs> I briefly mentioned it because I love the idea- oh, shit. Of Dave Batista and and Kumal like up together like they're both like, uh you know I'm sure he had the big sick and his stuff but he's still kind of like another strong name in Hollywood but he I think he deserves it I think he's funny enough that he could be in um much bigger roles so I love the idea of seeing him as a lead in a comedy film and I was stoked to hear Dave Batista in a lead in action comedy. Not knowing that um, my spy, the other one we're going to talk about, was in the works as well. Um, so I thought this was a dream team, man. But if I just jump my thoughts real quick, um, I'm pretty disappointed with this trailer. I didn't find most of the jokes funny. It's mostly just screaming to someone getting shot or hit by a car or whatever. Um, Matt, yeah? It looks pretty shit. 
it it doesn't look great, does it? And it just feels like a giant ad for Uber. Like it feels like the most it's it's the uh, biggest uh, product uh, placement ever since How and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> I mean, it's comedy collateral. Yeah, like I, I'm I'm really disappointed with this trailer. I, I had my hopes up for this. I couldn't wait for them to drop a trailer. And um, yeah, it's something I want to get into as we you know let's let's blend this in with My Spy. What do you think of the trailer for My Spy? I watched it and it went through one ear and out the other. I've forgotten it already. Like it, it looks slightly better, but like I'm talking fractions. <laughs> I'm talking very small fractions. And I'm I'm gonna say I realized this while watching my Spice trailer the first time, and then I saw Stuver, and I'm I'm kind of like cementing this idea now. I don't know if Dave Batista is leading man material. I don't think so. Like I don't think he has. Like here's the thing. Like he's funny as fuck as Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy, right? But that's because his character has, like, a shtick. His character has, like, a specific thing that makes him funny. And in this, he's just, like, uh, a generic l- action guy. And he's- Listen to me. Yeah? Listen to me. He is- uh, He's awesome as a supporting dude. Like, uh, I mean, supporting Guardians of the Galaxy. Supporting Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. He's awesome yep. at that, that moment that he got. Supporting Spectre. He was one of the best parts of Spectre. Um, mm. What else has he done? Nothing I can think I'm of. I'm not talking fucking Escape Plan Part 2. <laughs> fuck that movie. I forgot about um, that film, yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about it. Let's just shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah I, I think he's just supporting man material. But he did go on to say that like um, he, he wants to do movies uh, more with like directors like Nolan and Villeneuve, which is kind of interesting because he's going to be in, in Dune that's coming up. Directed right, by Villeneuve, so. yes, yes. Like I think here's the thing. Like I get why especially after Guardians, why they'd want to put in more comedy roles. But I don't think he's the type to do comedy because like, his voice, especially in the type of both of these films, he's playing pretty much the same character, very like gritty and I, I talk under my breath. But it's like, that's not great for comedy. I think you need to get him yelling and screaming and, and doing shit. Like sure, he could be the straight man to someone's funny man, but I don't know. And also he's such a presence. Like if you look at someone like Dwayne Johnson, who's done this, right? In fact, he's the king of it now. He started off a little, little rockier, you know? Um, no, no pun intended wow. with rock, but wow. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> and if you look at reviews and stuff, uh, sorry, not reviews, like interviews and stuff over time, he's learned to be more charismatic. Like he started off super serious all the time, but throughout it. And like, you can see the, 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 the beginnings of with films like, what was it? The the Tooth Fairy, I think it was, um, and shit like that. Like he's he's slowly become this more charismatic guy, and now I can see him doing comedy because he can fucking crush it. He crushed in Jumanji. He was fucking hilarious in Jumanji. Didn't love um, Central Intelligence, but I don't love a lot of films where Kevin Hart's the lead, to be honest. But yeah, man, I I don't know. Dave Bautista, I think I'd rather see him in more serious roles. I think, um, and maybe like you said, as a supporting character. That being said, I'm going to see both these movies, um, but yeah, these weren't great trailers, um, unfortunately. Um, also, speaking of Dave Bautista, we should also mention real quick, um, it was also cast in Army of the Dead, which is the new film um, by Zack Snyder, and it's kind of exciting because it's a zombie film, and I can't remember the last time I saw a serious zombie film, can you? I I've grown out of the genre. Yeah, man, like they're all comedies now or something else. But um, yeah. Finally, speaking of zombies and horror, very 
very thin segue. Um, we got a trailer for The Addams Family, um, which I asked you to watch beforehand, and you followed up with, what'd you say? That was a minute of your life you wouldn't get back. Yeah, I said I just wasted a minute of my life, man. <laughs> why, why the fuck are we still talking about this movie, dude? So, so The Addams Family is a staple IP, and I love it. As, as a former emo kid- I know, I know. Sorry, as a skip current over, emo skip kid. Skip over everything that you said last episode. Um, yeah. Oh, but okay, but this trailer, man. Um, ooh, you know what? It does put weight to what I said in the last episode. Which, yeah, this 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 cast. It's a great cast, but not all of them are known for comedy. But like, they're doing the voices. Like, some people are complaining about the voices. I think they're doing okay, with the exception of one person I'll bring up later. Who, who's complaining about the voices? Um. Uh, I'm seeing a lot on like Facebook and stuff, but you know why? It's because they're all comparing them to like the original cast, and it's like I, lo- it's like, I love f- I love that your sources are always Facebook. <laughs> well, no, well, well, it's not like I'm just going by public opinion that I see in my personal experience, you know. Um, but I, I gotta say, like, I don't love the design of Wednesday. Um, the girl, I you sure we got an it that reference? The skinny girl? Yeah, um, and she's like she's like a fan favorite, and she looks. Really weird. Um, I I actually do like um, Morticia and Gomez, which is Oscar Isaac and uh, oh, what's her name? Um, Charlie's Charlie's Theron. Um, they both sound great, but weirdly enough, <laughs> um, we only get one line of dialogue from him. But um, I said last episode, yeah, the only one here really known for comedy is Nick Kroll, and he's the one I like the least. Um, he's doing the same voice he does for the for the bitchy girl in um Big Mouth. And I don't know. I don't think I dig it, man. Um Man, I think I think you're taking a lot away from this one minute trailer. Well, it's <laughs> it's not a great first impression. We got it, we also get a yeah. Madagascar reference with the lion. Um but Did we? I, I totally oh, missed that. If you look quickly, it's it's a brief second when they're showing the family. The Madagascar lion is standing next to them. Yeah, it's um, not. It's not really a. It's not really a, a, a property that's that interests me. Yeah. Much, so look, man, I'm probably gonna watch it for nostalgia's sake. But um, problem is, and I said this in the after party, is like it feels like there's something wrong with it, but I can't figure out what it is. Um, I and- agree. I agree with Patrick Harrington. Um. <laughs> the only part that I like is the air reference, but that's it. Yeah, it was the best joke. Um, Carlos responded to me, though. Um, <laughs> he was very blunt, but uh, very accurate. He goes, it wasn't funny. The voice acting from Eva Green is pretty poor. The character designs are reminiscent of Claymation, but the movement is too glossy. Um, yeah, I think that's it. And um, we can sadly move on. But, um, We've given this dumpster fire enough time. Oh, man. This this had so much potential. Um, but I think that covers it for news today, which means we get to the good stuff. We're going to talk reviews, and we're going to go full into spoilers, man. Let's do Pet Cemetery and close off Shazam. How's it sound? Sounds good. Let's do Pet Cemetery. In the woods today, L.A. discovered a charming little landmark. Cemetery. Place to bury our pets and remember them. Might seem scary, but it's not. Perfectly natural. Just like dying is natural. Pet Cemetery, another Stephen King remake. What'd you think of it, man? 
Uh, yeah, not happy. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me too. So uh, I just thought it was incredibly bland. Uh, I was very excited for it. I was very keen because I haven't seen the original. Uh, heard very good things about the book. Heard pretty decent things about the original. Um, but yeah, I watched it completely stone-faced. Uh, it didn't really move me. There was some good stuff in there. Uh, I think Jason Clark is great. He's the Aussie, uh, the lead. Um, I think the, the girl is good. Um, the, the, the daughter? The daughter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think and, she and the mother. Be- yeah, okay. <laughs> and the mother. Um, and I do remember Colin. Uh, so we do have Colin's thoughts later as well, and uh, a few other people from the after party. But um, uh, I do, I do remember Colin like posting ages ago on Instagram, like who was cast as Gage, this little kid. Uh, and I think he posted that before he knew uh, that it was going to be the girl. Like they were going to do a switcheroo because in the original, it's actually the boy that gets uh, that killed and brought back oh, to life. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. So. Yeah, they did a bit of a switcheroo. So, um, yeah. But I mean, I, I did, I did like the end. Uh, you know, it, it was very ambiguous. Um, I just think it was could have been executed a little bit better. It was just a bit shitty. Um, it just, it just seemed totally bland. Like that's the only word. It was just bland. The first hour. <laughs> I agree. The first hour is dedicated to so much setup. Um, so and I do much. wish that we got. I do wish that we got more more of uh I think this is in line with Colin's feelings as well. But I wish we got more interaction between church and the daughter because you know there wasn't didn't really seem like there was much connection between church and the daughter. Is church uh, the um John Lithgow's character? The Oh, nope, oh, the, sorry, cat. the cat. <laughs> right, right. You're right. I remember now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that first hour, they literally have to set up the rules of like the pet cemetery, um, so we can, you know, kind of unleash the carnage that's going to come in the second half, and the audience can understand it. Um, it. It definitely feels like once you know, once the directors, because there's two, I think. Uh, once the directors, uh, you know, are, are free of those kind of like shackles, they can like have a bit more room to play with. But by the time that happens, um, it's just too little, too late. Yeah, like you we know, get it, like, like maybe it, twenty minutes of that. I think. Right, right. I, I do wish we got more of the daughter interacting with the father and with the mother, but by then it just feels totally rushed. Um, John Lithgow was probably my favorite part of the movie. Same. Um, he is awesome. He is such an awesome actor. He just brings so much so much weight to this role that's kind of thankless, really. It's all just exposition. <laughs> He's just there to kind of explain what the pet cemetery yeah, is and look point. scared and shit. But um I, I think he kind of really elevated a really shitty character. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, like it wasn't really amazingly directed. Like there was some really, there was a couple good scenes. Uh, like I the the stuff with the with the mother and the sister, the flashback, that was really well shot. I thought like the the whole looking at the ceiling and then yeah, I, I did like that. Couple of too many jump scares. Um, you know, I think also coming off the back of us, um, us oh, has set such a high bar will, for horror films. I will and, talk about yeah. this. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, us had very little jump scares, and this was, felt like you know it had maybe one too many, um, and it just it just felt a bit rushed uh, overall. So yeah, man. For me, um, I'm pretty much in full agreement with you. Um, this uh, it just it made me realize what I do like about a film I don't enjoy is what I can learn from it and what I understand about my own tastes. And um, 
this film, I, I, I learned a lot from its mistakes, I think. Um, so I agree. I do think the whole everything is pretty bland. I thought all the, I thought a lot of the characters were uncharismatic for the exception of John Lithgow's character. You know me, um, the lead, um, Jason Clark, is that his name? Yep. I'm not a Come big- Come on, dude. It's from Australia. Yeah, but I'm not a big fan of him. I want to love him, but I always find him just so uncharismatic and I don't know what it is. I just can't connect with him. Um, I do think the daughter was pretty good, um, but like, you know, with what there was, but like, yeah, man, there wasn't a lot there. And I think the biggest problem with this film, okay, well, there's two. One is the way the plot is paced out, right? It's building up to just a small encounter with your daughter stabbing two people, two or three people to death, right? Which is like it, it, the last 20 minutes of the film is basically your generic demon possession movie you know a cute little girl gets possessed speaks like a demon kills a bunch of people right but we only get 20 minutes of that so the rest of the film is you get like the whole first act is set up where there's nothing really scary going on so the only scares you get in the first maybe 45 minutes of the film are things that wouldn't be scary in real life you get loud noises as a truck goes past that's not scary. A truck what? down Wouldn't your driveway. You hear that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's only scary because of the, uh, the sound mixing, you know? In that's real not life. The jump scare. Yeah, and but in real life, that wouldn't be scary because it's all the way down the fucking driveway going the opposite direction. So like And you'd hear it a mile away. It's a fucking massive truck going hundred miles an hour. Yeah, but like you you're safe. You're in your ha- you're in your front yard. Like that's like, have you do you know what the Doppler effect is? It's that thing that goes, yeah. That thing. All like, I'm saying you know? is I've never been in a scenario where I've been in my driveway and a car's gone past in the street and it scared me. You know? Like, the the scary part there for me was the sound effect. Um, But then you get other things, too. It's a lot of people, like, bumping into each other by accident in the hallway, and that's, that's shocking for some reason. And then we get into, like, when the creepy stuff happens, which you do get some, like, j- like actually creepy stuff. But when you get a possessed cat who just scratches you every now and then, like- that's not that scary. It might be annoying, but like, and sure, it came back from the dead, but like, none of this is terrifying. If anything, it's just, it's a little creepy. So until the girl gets actually possessed, which is in like the last 20, 30 minutes of the film, like, there's no real horror going the on. The girl for me. is not possessed. Yes, she is. There's no Isn't possession. She? There's no possession going on here. Well, how come she gets, she turns into like the mother? Oh, sorry, I'm um, John Lithgow's wife when they attack. Doesn't That's when, not a possession. Thought, That's what he's seeing. I thought when they get buried, the reason they come back is because they're controlled by a demon no, or some they're shit. Buried in a, they're buried in this tribal land burial ground, uh, and the tribal land is sort of cursed. So they're just crazy? No, they're not crazy. They're literally brought back to life, kind of like zombies. Yeah, but why are they killing people? Because uh, uh, they've disturbed native tribal lands. So the native lands make them just kill everybody? Yeah, it's like Poltergeist. Same shit. Right. It's uh, like okay, Pol- Poltergeist okay. was uh, built on the, on the, way uh, evil. the American. Either way, they're evil, yeah. right? Yeah. But so, not possession. Like, so, yeah. you gotta make the distinction. For me, it's like so we spend what feels like forever dealing with just a creepy cat and the whole first part of the film. So, there's no real proper horror going on. It's just like uncomfortableness and creepiness, which I guess, like, that's a thing. But, you know, I feel like they could have done so much more i would have loved to see those those kids come back or maybe there are other kids that come back or we get other pets 
I, I never. So I should also mention I haven't seen the original, and I always wondered why the cat was so prominently featured on the cover. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm sort of realizing now. So two things: one, you look at a film like Us, which is such great character work with building these characters. They're they're fun. They have relationships with each other. And they use humor as a way to establish relationships and make you care about the characters. This film doesn't do any of that because it takes itself so, so seriously, even though it's a pretty silly concept. And um, it just makes me just not care about the characters because like, there's, I don't really buy them as a family that much, you know? So there's that. And then there's the other thing, um, which is just like, yeah, it's it's not that scary, and, and I think now I'm just sort of realizing I don't think I like um, Stephen King, man. Because I'll admit it is great. Well, at least the new movie is. Like, I, I can't really say so much about the old one, but maybe I'm just looking at it like through modern vision and stuff. And then the The Shining, admittedly, is a classic. But like, what else is that film he directed? Um, Dude, Max are you Overdrive fucking kidding me? Like, You're I forgetting for- so much shit. What am I forgetting, man? Because I can uh, think- Green Mile? Uh, Shawshank Redemption? Wait, <laughs> Shawshank, on, Stephen King? Yes. Okay, I'll take it back. Fucking stand by <laughs> me. Like, you you look, honestly, while while I'm- t- uh, Let me talk for a sec. Look up his resume, dude. Like, there's <laughs> there's some shit in there that you like, because I guarantee you like you like Stephen King. I know you do. You're just- uh, Okay, anyway, I'm just so ignorant. I'm just ignorant. Okay. I have a- Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, you I'll, little fucking piece of that. shit. <laughs> you know I, what? I'll I take a, that. Um, I'll take that, man. I have, I have something that I just wanted to add. I Taking it out of the horror genre- um, the last twenty minutes to me, the weakest was the weakest part. Even um, really, you know, I, even though I did say you oh. know that hour building up was kind of brutal. Listen to me, listen to me. No, I can see um, where you're coming from. Listen I think. to me. Hold on one sec. So twenty minutes, I didn't like it. I don't like the stabby stab part. The thing about King for me is um, King is best at themes. Uh, with this movie, I wanted to see more of the whole. Um, you know the fa- the the way the pet cemetery pulls in this grieving father, uh, and, and basically drives him to do this ungodly thing, this unnatural thing. Because the dead look, what's dead should stay dead, right? Like you should yeah. doesn't that shit does only works one way. I I would rather have seen a little more time dedicated to the actual pet cemetery, sort of like you know working its its you know its ways into his head, uh, and you know kind of like. Taking advantage of his grief uh, and and all of that, I, I I do wish we got a bit more of that because like that thematic stuff is the greatest is the good stuff that King does, you know, I and mean, that's basically everything that Shawshank is. The best parts of it, uh, how this this clown with this entity fucks with these kids, um, you know, by way of themes, by way of um. You know, but like with 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 Beverly, for example, by by way of you know attacking her via this broken mm. home that she lives in, um, Stand by Me. You know, you've got the kids who are just curious about this dead body, and you know they go into this whole spiel about death. Um, like he's just awesome with themes. I don't give a shit about horror, honestly. I do not give a shit about the horror in this movie. This could have been a drama movie for all I care, uh, and it, and I don't I don't really like I, I like the stabby shit. I don't give a fuck. Like I I turn off. 
a little bit because I'm just like, oh, we need exciting stuff. I don't, I'm yeah. fine. Like the theme, just give me the themes. Give me the fleshed out themes. Um, while we're here, let me just read Colin's yeah. comment. I, I just want to say um, before you do, I, yeah, I, I want to, I just want to admit ignorance here. I had no idea that he was attached to both Shawshank and Green Mile. Um, I Dude, honestly thought he just did prolific. horror. I honestly thought Stephen King only no, did horror. No. He's got two. His key, yeah, he does both horror and like some of the greatest movies of all time. Which is weird, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So Colin, and I do apologize, Colin. Like I know he did want to. Um, what he wanted to do is because he's at work. Uh, the fucking Americans couldn't uh, join us for these episodes <laughs> because we're we're living here in the future. But he's at work currently. Uh, he did want to jump in on the chat. Uh, like, you know, on the phone call and mute himself and, you know, just kind of like uh, comment here and then, you know, whatever on our thoughts because I'm sure he'd want to hear them. But unfortunately, we just couldn't make that happen tonight. Uh, but he did like post his thoughts. Uh, he sent me his thoughts and I just read them out. So <clears throat> this is Colin. I'll try and keep this short and sweet. Pet Cemetery is a movie that doesn't seem concerned with pace, character building, or theme. Basically, some of the biggest elements of a good film. <laughs> Jason Clark does a great job of portraying an aggrieving father, and Lithgow is great but criminally underused. The child acting in this is phenomenal, but again, too little, too late. Literally, word for word, what I just said. I didn't. I'm only reading this now, by the way, for the first time. Like I, I, I use the same exact words, Colin. Too little, too late. Victor Pascal was basically an extended cameo and got downplayed like a motherfucker compared to the 89 and original film. So Victor Pascal, uh, he was the black guy, the, the, the guy who, you know, um, that Jason Clarke's character is operating on and he wakes up, that guy. Okay. He gives yep. the warnings about the pet cemetery. We're told the reasons why Judd chose Lewis, the cemetery, is that, quote, Ellie is the first to touch my heart in a long time, end quote. I guess I'll have to take their word for it because I didn't see shit that tilts me in that direction. I completely agree. The scenes with Zelda could have been terrifying had they not tried the, quote, less is more approach in a movie that was already less than more in its entirety. The worst crime in all of this is the lost potential. Much like the young life of Ellie being cut short before her time, this movie does the same by never giving itself a moment to fully form and become realised. Maybe one day we'll see a director's cut that adds some things to put meat on its bones, but I wish they had just left this Stephen King title alone. Dead sometimes truly is better in the case of Pet Cemetery's reboot. Five and a half out of ten. Yeah. Boom. Um, I agree. I agree with every single point that he made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think his opening thing for sure was like, as brutal as it was, um, it was also true. Uh, yeah, man, like I haven't seen the original, but, um, I don't know if I'm interested in seeing the original after seeing this, to be honest, like what would they change? But, uh, yeah, we also I do like the story. I look, I do like the story. I think the concept, um, I, I don't know if I like yeah, the story, but I like the concept. That's what I'm saying. The concept, like King is fantastic at concept and themes and shit, uh, which, which work very good for books. Um, but the execution of this was not great. Um, by the way, Colin, to your point regarding director's cut, I don't know anything about a director's cut, but they did shoot, uh, I believe three endings and this, oh. this is the one, uh, they went with the darkest ending, but both endings, sorry, all three endings will be included in the, in the, in the Blu-ray apparently. Yeah. I, I think I should, I, I should also mention something that I want to before. I just feel like since if they're trying to keep it as a horror film, like your points on theme, I can see why it's done this way. But if they were trying to sell as a horror film, like, why not kill the daughter off early on in the film? 
skip over, you know, just do the cat stuff real quick and then deal with most of the film as a possessed girl. Because it's basically, in a way, kind of another generic, like, you know, demon slash zombie slash whatever trying to kill you type thing. If you want to just do more of that, you could just like, I just feel like all that setup was it really that necessary, you know? And you could have sped that up so easily, I think. But yeah, I, maybe you're I right. Just, it's, fuck it's, this movie. It's to deal with the themes. Um, look, we also got a few comments from um from friend of the show in the after party, um Michael Michael Grizzard, um who oh man he had he had a lot to say. Um, but he he, sh- he shot us a message, um, and I thought we'd just share it on here. Yeah, and if any if you if anyone there has anything else that like that I like to add, um, feel free to shoot us um, a message as well. Um, but here's here's what Michael had to say. Uh, he loved the pose- uh, procession of kids wearing masks to bury the dog as soon as they arrived into the house. Uh, creepy stood alone as original from the first right away, and gave an eerie feeling that the kids may play a bigger role in this one, but they didn't follow up at all. And I agree. I would have been so cool if those kids came back because those masks were dope. Um, he says, sound effects are great. The score fit in well with the scenes. And I didn't think anything looked overly computer generated. Good point. I thought they did a great job of playing on the emotion for the scenes of the first one, but keeping you guessing. I looked away thinking the truck was about to hit Gage and looked back right as Ellie got lit up by the tank. Lol. Likewise, <laughs> when Judd got his Achilles shanked, I wasn't expecting the stab and rip maneuver. Just just quickly, that reminded me of House of Wax. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's in the original. Um, just out of the ultimate cringe factor for me, because I can remember the original vividly. I don't... Oh, I wish I asked him about that. Anyways, Lithgow is fantastic. Agreed. However, his character was just there in, in your face. No character building. I keep expecting him to give us a secret. But after acting so confident... And getting him to bury Church at the special spot, he didn't have anything else to say. It's kind of like Agreed. what you said. Yeah. Um, he follows up with, storyline was uninspired and without anything to make you feel connected to the characters. How in the hell the movie didn't start with a little more background on Rachel's sister is beyond me. Using that as to why they moved to Maine would have been a great story considering the psychological shitstorm they endured prior to and arriving into their new home. Oh, it's a, Just quickly, it's a good Matt. idea. Yep. Did you see the um the little in joke to it? No. Reference? Which one's that? Uh, you know when they're stuck in traffic, uh, the mom and the son. Uh, you see a sign for Derry, which is where it takes place. Oh. I believe I, I believe a few Stephen King uh, tales take place there. Smart. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, he goes on. They could have done a little more with Ellie and church relationship, or family and church, or anyone with church, Agreed. considering that's what started it all. <laughs> Lol. Agreed. Um, I think they established that she liked the cat, but I don't know. Um, I didn't have a problem seemingly using jump scares to make up for the disgust, disgusting, desperate feeling King intended as I think it sells tickets. I don't know about that. I thought it started to go a little sci-fi after Ellie came back, but they tried to reel it in right in time for the movie to end, leaving the option for a second, which I can't see happening, which means it probably will. I hope it doesn't. I liked it yeah, as Yeah, a- I, 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 I don't think it will, to be honest. Um, yeah. Like, that ending, although is ambiguous, I mean, like, we kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, pet, there is a Pet Cemetery, cemetery too. It is not well received. Really? Um, yeah. So, 
I don't. I honestly don't think it's gonna. Get, it's gonna get a sequel. Um, especially you know, critical reaction. Um, like it's not. I don't think it's doing well. I don't even know if it's doing well. Well, in the box from, office, from, from the vibes I'm getting from people, I think it's gonna do well in the box office. But from the way I talk to people, everyone's kind of just like, it's okay. But like, it's funnily because like there was so much hype leading up to it, and like there was so much like positive responses beforehand but that's why i don't really trust like early reviews or early um like like super early reviews or if it's like feedback coming from like you know you know those type of articles you see where it's like oh the early screenings are getting great feedback and great it's like yeah they always do because they only show it to people who are going to say good things and it's just a pr stunt um, and we're seeing this more and more now and it's like and then the movie ends up being trash anyways so like I don't know. I don't buy that anymore. But to, to sum up uh, Michael's thoughts, he ends it with, um, I liked it as a remake because I didn't have high expectations. It's not the kind of movie I expect something amazing from. Kind of like Halloween. Watch it, man. That movie was good. Um, I'm a super, I'm a super fan of the series. And though I thought those guys did a great job into capturing what made the first one so great, there are still some parts reminding me of Silence of Four, Five, Buster Rhymes. But I didn't expect, uh, now he's talking about Halloween, but, Basically, it comes up to say you liked it too. Um, thanks for thanks thanks for giving us your thoughts, Michael. Um, I think we are mostly in agreement with you, um, even though we haven't seen the original. But um, yeah, he also mentioned that he's a fan of Jason Clark, but he didn't. Yeah, he, he thought it was good despite shortcomings. Um, yeah, if you guys have any thoughts of any films you see that are in the cinema, um, if you inbox us, um, we might um, share your thoughts as well. All right, so that's it for Pet Cemetery. I was about to wrap it up, but I just remembered we still got to cover Shazam, bro. Um, but yeah, basically, what do you give Pet Cemetery out of ten? Um, I, I, I think I'm a little higher on it than um, Colin, but not by much. Probably six. I'm actually um, maybe a four and a half. Yeah, I know it I, is not good. I know I'm very usually like if it doesn't do anything wrong, it's a five because it just it ticks all the decent boxes but i just feel like there were some parts was a bit boring because it was so slow paced and that just takes down a little bit for me um but anyways let's let's lift our moves um let's not lift up our spirits and let's talk about shazam david bats i choose you as a champion say my name so my powers will become yours Shazam! Wait, for real? Say okay! Shazam! I'm, look at that. I'm all of a sudden a tall, muscular man. Uh, what do you think of this movie, bro? <laughs> this movie was outstanding. Uh, um, it was pretty great, right? Yeah, it was smile on my face from start to finish. Did not expect it to have this much heart and humor into it. I Like, I expected humor, sorry. Didn't expect this much heart. Um... Like it was, it was definitely a surprise. Uh, Zachary Levi, man, but like, okay, look, I'm not gonna bury the lead. Uh, he is the best part. Um, the, the the movie did start off a bit slow for me. It was like, oh, I don't know, where, where's this going? Like, it's a bit, yeah. Um, but man, once Zachary Levi entered the picture, it just shot up into the stratosphere, man. Like, the movie just found its footing, and it was just like, holy shit, man, I am having a great fucking time, a great fucking time. Yeah. Um, it's just a just a fantastic 
movie um like like it's it's just the reason we go to the movies like just to be entertained um you know obviously he's gonna win at the end but it's just like how he's gonna do it you know yeah did you Um, see that twist i did not see that twist with the superheroes coming at all no i didn't but i was really glad it was there um but uh, dude more than that the story of this was outstanding i did not like more more than the superheroes at the end. I did not see him going to his mother and the mother saying, "I didn't want you." Did it, not see it. Although I probably should have. Um, I probably should have seen him coming because you know we know that he has to accept his foster family. But man, when he goes to that apartment and she's like, "Yeah, uh, I saw you after you know the cops picked you up, but I just left you." I'm just like, "Holy shit, man! Yeah. Like this is this is deep, you know." That's, but it that, tells honestly, a touching man, story. That's a Pixar move. Like they're the type of people yeah. who, who who build your hopes up to something and then and then yeah. break it down, but make that a way to reinforce character and goals for, for the and right. objectives. Like, it's, it's so smart. It's, it's definitely it's definitely a movie that, you know, talks about finding your place in this world, uh and, you know, you know, finding out who you are, which which is a, a very superhero movie kind of like theme, but just the way they pulled it off, man, I'm really, really glad they did. Um, you know, the I, I do have a couple of gripes. Uh Mainly the CG. Uh, it's not that big of a budget, so I can let that slide. Um, I, like honestly, I can just let it slide. Like I don't give a fuck more than I usually do. I just I'm good um, because I'm I'm just having such a good time with the with the humor and the heroics and the heart of it all. So, um, but yeah, like it was it was great. I mean, you know, it's probably DC's best. Um, in Ooh. terms of just how entertaining it is, maybe uh, it's definitely not- better than Aquaman. I would say. I'm just trying to think yeah, if it's so- better than Wonder Woman. It might be actually. Well, they're, two, they're, they're all different movies. Like that. Mm. To to DC's credit, they're all different movies, and they are kind of like really difficult to compare. Um, especially this one. So definitely, we'll definitely be watching it again. Um, <laughs> I'm actually surprised with myself that I've only seen it once so far. So, uh, we'll definitely be watching it again. Um, another gripe for me was. Man, like, how many backpacks do you do you want to shove in there with Wonder Woman and Man of Steel and Batman logo? Oh, you like, mean I, you I, mean like the the I, little Easter eggs that are just so in I'm your face? I'm good with one or two. I'm yeah. good with one or two. <laughs> it's but how it's many constantly phone- like, hey guys, just remember it's part of the DC universe, which may or may not exist. Hey, remember, remember, Batman's still around here. And then like the end with Superman, it's where they clearly couldn't get Henry Cavill in. Right, like they, they actually ex- they actually explained that today. Uh, apparently, he's just he had some kind of scheduling issues, but it's like even like the guy's physique didn't look like Henry Cavill did. Um, I'm just I like, think uh. it was a different costume too. Like that does not look like the Man of Steel. It looks similar, but the S looks a lot smaller. So I'm guessing maybe they built made a new one. Uh, to be honest, or- I don't give a fuck. Like the connections for me, like I don't give like the best the best outside reference was uh, when he throws the doll and he's like, "Get him, Batman!" <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah, but um, I uh, like I'm I'm seeing a lot of um, flack about the villain. I didn't mind him. Like Mark Strong is that kind of actor who plays it very straight. Um, and you know he definitely counterbalances out um, Zachary Levi's sort of like more humorous uh, superhero. So um, I am glad that the villain was played more straightforward than anything um and, and you know i was really surprised that they actually opened with the backstory of the villain which was really cool so yeah i think i think yeah, it was also it. i think it was also done in a way where um by opening the backstory villain they're also able to set up the, co- the vague concept of shazam well um yeah man i i agree with you i think um 
uh, yeah, man, there's so much charisma in the actors and the casting of this film. Like, honestly, shout out to the casting director, whoever that is. Um, this movie had so much heart. It was really funny. Like, legitimately had some, they, they had some takes and superhero tropes that I hadn't seen before, such as the really funny scene where they're both in the sky and they're trying to talk to each other and they just can't hear each other over the noise of the city. It's like, oh, they just ruined every episode of Dragon Ball Z for me. Thanks a lot. Like, that's so funny. Um, I thought this is probably, you know, I want to say it. Of all the DC films in this, like, new era, this is definitely the tightest script I've seen for sure. It might even be the best directing because this is so coherent. It's just so well put together. Um, it's just so just, like, weirdly well-made and all from the director of Animal Creation, uh, <laughs> which I wouldn't have seen coming. Um, so, yeah, I really- he also, Didn't he also do Lights Out? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, I really like that, yeah. That one was good. That was good for sure. Yeah, man, like this film, um, yeah. Here's, here's the great thing about this film, right? Yes, it's hella cheesy. It's got a lot of cliches, but they use it to its advantage. Like, it works for this film, you know? It's a real family-friendly film that um, you can, you know, mom and dad can take their kids to. But, like, it's done with this sophistication of just, like, it feels very Disney, honestly. And there was a moment in the film, like, oh, shit, they're out-marveling some Marvel films. Like, um... Obviously, not the top tier ones, but like some of the lower tier ones, like this is a better Marvel film than them because they just, they really got that, that essence of what it means to be a superhero. Hell, this is a better Superman movie than Man of Steel because like, you know, when they did the, the, the rewrites and stuff for Justice League, you get those little hints and moments of Superman being Superman and being like that idealistic hero. Well, this film is all of that, which is, um, it's, you know what, in 2019 is the type of superhero film we need right now. Besides Avengers Endgame. <laughs> um, look, everything else I've got to say, you, you've covered as well. Although I just want to say I like the score. I like hearing triumphant trumpets in, in superhero movies. That's the easiest way to get me to like a film. And it was legitimately very funny. And I love the relationships of these characters. I think this movie is a nine for me. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say it was a nine and a half, almost perfect, to be honest. Yeah, like, I'll be honest. Like, second I saw this trailer, I was like, I'm in. This film's, like, fucking, they've got it. Matt, and, who the and, fuck are you kidding, dude? It's DC. You're in anyway, no matter how shit it is. Well, I, like, I knew I loved the, 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 the tone that they took with this film, you know? And I didn't expect them to do this because it's complete the fuck opposite of everything else they've done before. And it kind of caught me off guard, but, like, I'm glad they they stuck the landing with this one, man. I'm really fucking happy for them, man, because I, I want to see another two of these. Um, I want to see what the fuck they do with that the mind, that little caterpillar motherfucker in the sequel. I want to see what the, how, how Dwayne Johnson, playing Black Adam, is going to come into this. He did a Instagram Live the other day talking about how I think he worked as a producer on this in some regards because he was originally going to be in it for obvious things. Um, yeah, man, I know. Just overall, re- there's not really much else to say. This film's really fun. I loved it. Anyways, I think that wraps it up for us today. Uh, Midnight Double Feature, unless you have anything else to mention. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, real quick. I lo- One great example of how this guy is so great at playing a kid. Little things like him doing the Fortnite dances. 
It's just so appropriate. I, I just love that little attention to detail. <laughs> that was, I hated that. I'm sorry, I hated yeah, that. Yeah, so you hate it, but like when you meet little kids these days, they're doing that shit, right? That's authentic Are as they? fuck. It, oh, bro, you need to hang out with more eight year olds, bro. Like, I don't know why you are. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. <laughs> um, oh, bro. Yeah, okay, let's wrap it up there. Uh, we're Midnight Double Feature. Thanks for listening to this upcoming attractions episode. Be sure to stay tuned as very, very shortly we'll be dropping the big one, episode 100, where we cover Star Wars A New Hope. So excited for that. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, if you have any suggestions, comments, thoughts, shoot us a message. Find us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook. Join the after party. Be our best friend. I'm Matt and that's Zoheb. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes because you love us. And Or any star. I mean, just be honest, you know. You know what? We are that desperate for attention and love. We'll take anything. Come on, man. Yeah, pretty much. Just give me a star. I'll suck your dick for a star. Come on, man. Come on, man. Y'all got any more of them stars? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we're out. Thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen. See ya.